Yeah, let's just pray for Becky. Father, we just pray that um, the words that you've placed on our heart to speak this morning, that they would just come out with your power, your grace, that um, she would speak through with boldness. And I just pray blessing upon her as she um, shares with us. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah? Good morning, everybody. That's better. Okay, um, let me find my notes, otherwise this could go very wrong very early. Um, That's a shopping list. Um, There we go. Um, Okay, we've been doing this series on big people. Um, Not just enormous people, but people who are big in character. And we've worked our way through a whole bunch of them. Uh, There was a really good one last week. If you missed it, you basically had the miniature version of it this morning in the prophetic words, actually. Um, But it was good, so you can listen to it online. Um, This week, I've got Big People Practice Hospitality. Ooh, hello. (laughs) Um, And I'm really excited about this one. This is the one I wanted. I asked for this topic. I asked for it back in the summer. I have been thinking about it from then until about two weeks ago when I entirely forgot about it because I had so many other things to do. So then, a couple of days ago, I started thinking about it again. And thankfully, Jesus reminded me what he'd been saying Uh, a few months ago, and it's now all written in my beautiful notes. Um, Whether they come out to you um, is another matter, but I really hope that you can hear some of what God has put on my heart for us as a family. Um, And we're going to start in Romans. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app, um, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had some Bible races with youth, and everyone, we had paper Bibles, like the old-fashioned days, Um, And then we had a race to find the various scriptures as quickly as possible. Um, We could do that, but now everyone's had a head start on me. So we're in Romans 12, um, and we're going to start at verse 9. Okay. And I actually... um, I stole something from the Bible. I hope that's allowed. I, I'm, it's unclear where the sort of, whether it's theft or plagiarism or whether when it's something as old as the Bible, you're allowed to just have it. Um, as it is the gift of God to us, we're probably okay. But I stole the little subtitle, Love in Action, at the top of my bit of the Bible for the subtext, the subtitle for my talk. So big people practice hospitality or love in action. But now that I've cited it, we're probably okay. Here we are, Romans 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. For those who persecute, bless those who persecute you. Bless 
and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay, hold on to that. Don't lose that passage. We're going to come back to that. Um, In fact, I could probably just read you that and sit down because that covers it all. But as the coffee's not ready yet, I'll carry on. Um, For anyone who doesn't know me, I probably should have done that before I read the Bible. No, 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 Jesus first, then Becky. Um, For anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Becky. I am 30 years old. I live and grew up here in Worcester. I'm married to Tom. We have a little girl, Annie, who you may have spotted running around at the front. And um, what else about me? That's probably pretty much covers it. I really like drinking coffee. I eat far too much cake. And at the moment, I'm trying not to eat cake, and I'm finding it really difficult. Um, that's a sort of a little insight into my life. Um, oh, and one of my best things at the moment is that I get to lead the youth here at City Church, which is so much fun. Um, I've only just started it, and I don't know why I wasn't doing it years ago, because it's so much fun. Um, if anyone else wants to join our team, you can't, because you can if you'd like. <laughs> but we're having so much fun that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll tell you lots of stories as and when we have the chance, but this isn't the chance, sadly. Right. There's a few foundations from this passage in Romans that we just need to kind of get in there and get nailed down quickly before we go on to talk about um, all of the aspects of hospitality. But um, the foundations, number one, love must be sincere, okay? Or in other, in other words, just be yourself, okay? Rodney said it a couple of weeks ago. Just be you. I've written down here, be yourself, and love it. Just love being you. God made you to be you. And when you're yourself, when you're sincere, when you're real, everyone else likes you too. Isn't that great? Um, If you're having trouble being yourself, then there are some things you can do. The easiest one is just to listen to God, listen to what he says about you, and believe that, because he really, really loves you. And he says... You're a child of God. He's, in fact, all those things in the songs that we sing every week. I am a child of God. I am chosen, not forsaken, that one. And I am who you say I am. And all of those really great songs, that's what God says. Okay? If you're still having trouble getting it, which is difficult sometimes, you can get a sozo. They're really great too. Um, 
If you haven't had one for a while, just book another one. They're not busy, are you, Henry? <laughs> There's always room for more. Um, Sozo is a really great opportunity, a really good way of hearing from God and him telling you who he says you are. And it's just an amazing way of becoming more you. Um, The next bit says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Or, in my terms, stay topped up. I wrote this down, and then underneath I just wrote, duh. Um, <laughs> stay topped up. Um, it gets harder to hear from God when you're not listening. So as we stay topped up with the Spirit of God, as we stay engaged in our relationship with God, it's much easier for us to be ourselves because we can hear what you're saying about us and we can believe it. Um, if you stop listening, it's harder to hear. Um, And the next little bit as well, this is still just foundations, but it's all good. Um, Be joyful, be patient, uh, joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Um, A while ago, I talked about joy. It's still on the internet somewhere. If you just like keep clicking back, 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 back on the website, you eventually get to a time when I talked about joy here. Um, If you're struggling with joy, feel free to listen to that. It really helped a few people, including me. Um, If you're struggling with patience, um, then you'll struggle with the clicking back, 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 back on the website. So that is probably a good exercise to practice that one. Um, Every week we get to hear from somebody who is trying to work through some of these things. Um, And we cover these topics on a regular basis. If you need more help with joy, patience, prayer, have a listen to something that someone shared over the last few weeks, and it will probably cover it. Um, Right, those are all of the foundations. Be yourself. Stay topped up. Try and be full of joy and patience. Pray lots. There's more, but those are some of the keys. Practice hospitality. And that's where we come in. That's where we dive in today. Um, Or another way of saying it is be yourself, love it, let other people watch. That's hospitality in a nutshell. Be yourself the way Jesus made you. Love it, because that's how Jesus made you. And then let other people watch you being yourself and loving it. If you're doing that, actually you're practicing hospitality. Um, I've written here, practice hospitality, house optional. Okay? You don't need a house to be hospitable. You don't need to rent a house. To be hospitable. You don't even need a flat to be hospitable. You can practice hospitality even if you don't have a, your own space to invite people into. Okay? So all of this I'm saying, some of this I'm talking from my experience. At the moment, I do live in a house. I do have my own kitchen. And so some of my experience comes from that. But if you don't, that's okay. 
Because God can still use you to practice hospitality in your own space. Um, I'm going to caveat that there just in case. Right. Now, everything else in these how to be yourself, love it, and let other people watch. There's some top tips here. Paul gives us some top tips here in Romans. Um, So from verse 14 all the way down to verse 21... He just gives us some some ideas, some top tips, and Paul seems to like lists, so um, he's just kind of given you a few here. They're free. Bless people. Rejoice with people who are rejoicing. Mourn with people who are mourning. Okay? Live in harmony. Get along with people. Don't be proud. Don't think that you're better than other people or refuse to spend time with people you think aren't as good. Don't repay evil for evil. Do what's right. Live at peace with everybody. That's all about forgiveness, forgiving people. Um, don't take revenge. Even, and I love this, he puts this in here, it's like, even if it's your enemy, if your enemy's hungry, Feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. That's a good old poke in the eye. Um, He doesn't say that. He talks about burning coals, but I think it's the same idea. Um, These are just some some little ideas. It reads a bit like rules, but I don't think it's meant to be rules. I think, actually, it's just meant to be what the love of God inside you looks like when it comes out. I think that's, Paul's just giving us a list. It sounds a bit like, do not repay evil for evil. It sounds like a list of rules, but I don't think it's meant to be rules. I think he's just saying, when the love of God is inside you, actually, you don't want to repay evil for evil. Because that's God's love inside you coming out. God's love inside you coming out looks like rejoicing when other people are rejoicing And when other people are hurting, you hurt alongside them and with them and support them. Because that's what God's heart is doing. And so your heart reflects that. Um, They're top tips, but they're not rules. They're pretty great. Um, Did anybody see the documentary on BBC a few weeks ago, the um, Christians Against Poverty documentary? Did anyone see that? few people if you haven't seen it still on iplayer it was amazing but there was this absolutely incredible story um of this one guy who he's now an advisor for christians against poverty up in bradford um but he had this incredible testimony of having been abused as a child having an incredibly difficult upbringing coming to know jesus Um, And then um, he, at one point, he ended up meeting his abuser um, in a public, I think in a shop. Um, And he he had this moment in his, this kind of, this moment in his life where he could choose whether he was going to, in some way, attack or confront his abuser, whether he was going to run away or whether he was going to act through forgiveness. And as he's telling this story, he, he, well, he says, you know, he ends up 
forgiving this guy in a shop with loads of people around and leaving feeling completely free. What is totally amazing is that that story was on the BBC in a primetime viewing slot, and this story of not taking revenge but forgiving was broadcast across the entire country. And in fact, because it's on iPlayer, you can get it in other parts of the world as well. And as I was watching it, I just thought, that is God's heart. Isn't that amazing? If you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it. It's really great. I'm pretty sure it's still on iPlayer. Um, If you don't know how iPlayer works, ask somebody younger. Or, sorry, was that really rude? (laughs) If you don't know how iPlayer works, ask someone who does. They might be younger. Um, Okay. Be yourself. Love it. Let other people see. Who's kind of okay with the being yourself bit? Who's kind of all right with that? You'll give that a go. Yeah, I think, I think we're all getting there. We can all we'll give that one a go. Who can maybe get on board with the loving being themselves? Maybe starting to get there. For me, where it gets tricky is the letting other people see. That's the bit for me that's like, yep, 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 oh. Oh. Because at the moment, that feels incredibly countercultural. Um, who is on Facebook or Instagram, something like that? Um, Instagram is this incredible, beautiful world. If you're not aware of what it is, I'm going to do my very best to try and explain. Basically, people take pictures of stuff they see or of themselves or of their life, and they post it with a little comment like... They take a selfie, and then they're like, look how great my eyebrows look. Um, Except they don't say it like that. They're like, eyebrows on fleek, hashtag amazezoids, or something. (laughs) And then they post it up on Instagram, and everyone else looks at it and goes, oh, wow, yeah, your eyebrows do look really good. And their comment, they're like, like, hashtag on fleek, emoji with heart eyes. Um, And then someone else underneath comments, yes! Um, and <laughs> and then I have an insight into this person's life and how amazing their eyebrows are. Um, but actually, people, when they take pictures of something for Instagram, they have some license there. Um, I am going to own up to the fact that when I take a selfie, I don't take one picture, quick, like, snap. There we go. Post it on Instagram. I am there for five to ten minutes often, trying to, like, get the right lighting, the right background. Oh, no, quick, kick those toys out of the way. And then I'm like, oh, finally, okay, click. And then I have to take about ten so that I'm, like, not squinting. I haven't wiggled the camera around. And then I'll check through them. And then I put the filters on. 
Hashtag love a filter. Um, <laughs> and the picture that finally goes out onto Instagram is by no means a real image of my actual life or my eyebrows or whatever it is that I want to take a picture of. You know, a picture of my family might be a picture of Annie playing really nicely with something or Annie baking. Um, and, oh, look, isn't it lovely? My beautiful clean kitchen and my child who hasn't thrown chocolate all over the place. Oh, look, isn't it funny? She's got a tiny smear of chocolate on her face. So I take that picture. And then three seconds later, the bowl is on her head. The, there's chocolate all over the floor. And I have completely lost my rag. And I'm, like, ready to just, like head into the garden and burst into tears. But Instagram doesn't see that. Instagram sees the beautiful moment in my clean kitchen with my beautiful child, like with a tiny smear of chocolate, like baking with the toddler, hashtag two-year-old, hashtag emoji with heart eyes, hashtag amazing perfect mother. And actually, we have, in our world now, we have kind of Instagram and reality, or what we choose to portray versus what's really going on. Um, Instagram is just one way of doing that, but actually, the, the way of trying to portray something as better than or more interesting than or cleaner than reality. I don't think that's a new thing. I don't think that was invented with social media. I think that's been around probably as long as humans have been around. Um, So for me, often in my day-to-day, I can feel like everyone else has got a perfect life, a perfect home, perfect family with lovely clean children. They have their perfect Bible quiet time in the morning when they take their picture of like them and their Sturgeon book. And is it Sturgeon? No, it's Spurgeon. <laughs> I'm looking at Rachel because she's the only person I know who reads it. <laughs> but Rachel's actually been reading about fish all these years. Um... You know what I mean. And I found out the other day, some people have an actual laundry routine. Okay? So they have, like, a laundry routine. Their laundry goes in at this time. It gets hung up at this time. It doesn't get left in the washing machine for three days because they forgot about it and then have to wash it again. Um, So I'm looking at all these other people and thinking, oh, well, my life does not measure up to that. I didn't even know a laundry routine was a thing. Um, and then I reached this point and normally at that point I stop to pray um, if I'm thinking straight Um, and recently as I was thinking about this and praying about this God spoke to me and he showed me a vision of what life in my house ought to be like Um, I've got a video for you to show you Um, this is this is how life in my house should look Yeah, you can applaud Disney. That's what I would like you to see when you come to my house in the morning. But actually, this is a lot more 
what you're likely to see if you come to my house in the morning. Um, I think that there is a challenge here to us to stop trying to give off a perfect image and actually to get real. Hospitality, being yourself, letting other people watch, is about real life. It's about real family. It's about your real home. It's about being a real work in progress. Um, Even this, this isn't exactly what you would see if you came to my house at, well, really any time in the day until I've decided it's time for me to get up. Um, It's a big deal for me, guys. Some people are just not going to be able to relate to this at all. For one or two people, this will be like, (gasps) okay, look, all of this, it's not real. If we're being really real with one another, really vulnerable, then actually that means taking, for me, it means taking my makeup off, okay? There we go, that'll do. Being really real, being hospitable, opening up your home, means people coming over when you haven't done your makeup or done some magical tidying up. Um, A little while ago, when I was thinking about hospitality, I realized that every time someone comes around to my house, the first thing I did as I let them in the door, I was always very happy to see them, first thing I did was apologize for the mess. Categorically, sorry about the mess, toddler. Um, But I realized I'm not actually sorry about the mess. Um, It's just toddler mess. It's just toys. She's playing. You know, she threw some cereal at the wall. I didn't tidy it up yet. So I stopped apologizing. If anyone came to my house in the last couple of months and it was messy. I'm not sorry. And so I wasn't apologizing. I don't apologize anymore because you know what? If it's messy, that's just my life. Sometimes, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes there's laundry hanging up. Sometimes there's laundry still in the machine and it's disgusting and smelly and I have to wash it again. (laughs) Um, But I think there's a challenge here to be ourselves and let other people see it. Uh, When we're doing that, people see real family life. People see real faith in action. They see real hope. They see real love. And they see it without the filters. For a young person, the title of this talk is hashtag no filter. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what a hashtag or a filter is, it makes no sense. Um, I'm really sorry. Maybe lot, everyone uses Instagram, and I'm being incredibly rude to all of the old people. Or maybe I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm being me. I'm being me. I'm trying. And I'm a work in progress. Praise Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness unto me. 
Okay, be yourself and love it. Let others see. And then the next step on from that is let others be themselves. And this is, I think, something Jesus did really, really well. He did many things exceedingly well because he was God. Um, But one thing that we see over and over again in the Gospels is Jesus had this way of just welcoming people. Now, Jesus is a good example of someone who did hospitality but didn't have a house. He regularly invited other people to other people's houses. He's like, come on, guys, we'll go to Peter's mum. She won't mind. Um, Come on, let's go to Zacchaeus' house. We'll let him know on the way. Um, So you can do that, as long as the other people are okay with it. Um, People feel welcomed, wanted, free around Jesus. He has that lovely moment where he's having this very adult conversation in the Bible with some important people about divorce and marital issues. And then there's these kids kind of buzzing around and the disciples are like, oh, get the kids out of the way. We're having an adult conversation. And Jesus says, let the little children... Well done. Let the little children come to me. Because he makes everyone feel wanted, welcome. And that's what hospitality is. Hospitality is about having a heart that is open, having a home or a space or a family or a life that is real, that makes other people feel like they can be real with you. I would love it if the people who come to my house don't feel like they need to have a perfect house or a perfect family in order to make it into my house and feel part of my life. Because if they feel free, then I'm helping them to feel the way that Jesus would make them feel. Um, Some of the ways you can do that, as well as all of these tips like rejoicing with them when they rejoice and mourning with them when they mourn and doing what's right and living at peace and forgiving and being real and not apologizing for things that you're not actually sorry for. Um, You can also... Just have an open door policy in your house. People know they can come over. People know where you live. That helps. They can't come over if they don't know where you live. Um, But if people know that, and if you keep inviting them, eventually they will hopefully come. You might have to invite them quite a number of times because they might really need convincing that you do welcome them. But if you keep doing it... Eventually, they will come. Um, You could give people keys to your house. It's a bit extreme, maybe. Um, But I heard a while ago about somebody who, he does, he just gives people a key to his house. He's like, here you go, you're part of the family. Feel free. If we're not in, you can come in anyway, have a cup of tea. You know where it is. Isn't that cool? They're They're just free to be at home. They can stick the TV on, sit on the sofa, help themselves to the food. But 
As well as giving out keys, why don't you give out chores? I'm serious. If you want people to feel at home, to feel free, um, don't rush around buzzing after them. Oh, no, don't worry. I'll do the washing. Oh, no, don't, don't worry. I'll take your cup for you. You don't really feel like part of the family. Well, I don't know what your family was like. <laughs> I don't feel like part of the family if I've got someone doing something for me all of the time. It's very nice for half an hour, but part of feeling at home is helping with what's going on around the house and getting stuck in and joining in. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Just like Paul's list wasn't a list of rules, nor are any of my suggestions. I'm, there is nothing wrong with being dressed in clothes There's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. There's nothing wrong with doing your laundry. There's nothing wrong with having a tidy, clean house. There's nothing wrong with welcoming people by serving them and doing nice things for them and making them a cup of tea and doing the washing up. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But there is something wrong with putting up filter after filter after filter after filter of beautiful, perfect life that doesn't let people in to see the real you, your real life, and ultimately, a real God. Um, This is probably a message about vulnerability, actually. It's about hospitality, but it's about vulnerability. Um, Big people are not afraid they're not afraid to be themselves. They're not afraid to let other people see that. They're not afraid to let other people be themselves. And they're not afraid to let God work in their midst. I think it would be good for us to pray. Um, Because some of this is like, yep, 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 yep. And some of it, for some of us, is a bit like, yep, 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 oh. And I think for, hopefully, some of us are challenged by the Holy Spirit And challenged not to be afraid of some of these things. So, um, Rach, can you guys come up and um, it would be good if we sing together again. But before we do that, I think I'd like to pray for all of us. And then, if there is something specific that you just feel the Holy Spirit talking to you about, um, then... We'll take some time to pray for individuals as well. Helen. This is a testimony of what happened when Pete and I were in leadership in Manchester in a planted church. And I used to arrive a bit later than Pete every Sunday 
with two children immaculately dressed, behaving themselves. And I invited a girl from a local estate who was quite upset when I met her one day. People had been posting dog poo through her letterbox uh, because of the Iraq war at the time and because of her name. And I invited her to come swimming with me. She knocks on the door, I didn't answer it. She knocked again, came in. I'm sat there with tears rolling down my face. The phone's going. I'm potty training one end of the hall, it's failed. I'm training a dog, a puppy, the other end, that's failed. And she said, oh, bloody hell, you are human then. <laughs> and shall I see to the puppy or shall I see to the baby? And that was the making, because she saw me as a real person, not this leader who was immaculate. This same lady went on to open a drop-in centre on the estate after she became a Christian. So just being real matters so much to people. Thank you. Right, let's get up on our feet. Okay. If you want to be someone who is not afraid to be themselves, someone who's not afraid to let other people see that, and then to let other people be themselves, then I really want to pray for you. Because that's something I would like to be. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. So if you want to travel that journey with me, um, just put your hands out or your hands up or feel kind of like you're praying in some way. And I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to sing together. Father, thank you that you made each one of us and you made us in your image that what you put inside each of us is the makeup for each of us to be completely and uniquely ourselves. And Lord, I just pray for each one of us right now that you would speak over us again those promises those words, that we would be able to become more and more ourselves, that we would know that we are your children, that we are loved, accepted, chosen, set apart. And Lord, I pray for courage. Pray that your Holy Spirit right now would fill each one of us with a courage to be ourselves and to let other people see it that you would give us courage to take down the filters. You would give us courage to take away the masks and to let people see our real life, our real struggles, our real journey, our real faith, our real hope, our real God. And God, I pray that as we do that and as we let others around us into the freedom that that brings to be themselves, Lord, I pray that we would see a change in our relationships, in our family. Lord, that we would see homes that are open, hospitality that is at work, that your Holy Spirit 
would change the lives of our friends, our family, the people around us, the people who see our lives. And that we would be rocked, completely rocked by you. We praise you, Jesus.